0: Welcome to the Balls Not Court podcast. Got Cortez Paul here, Kevin Carter on my right-hand side.
1: And we're, early, we're, we're, we're earlier in the week than usual. Yes, and, yes. And we don't usually talk
0: on Tuesdays. <laughs> exactly. Right, Nonetheless, that must be something we have a special occasion, right? Or a special guest. Or, of course. Of uh, someone like that magnitude on the show. Of course. Um, Kevin, I'll go ahead and let you take over and introduce our special
1: guest. Well, we got basketball player first slash football player. He played at Jackson. <laughs> He played at Jacksonville University, played for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the uh, San Diego Chargers. We've got uh, Michael Ross on the show with us today. How you doing, Michael?
2: I am awesome. You guys are doing well, I hope.
1: We're here.
0: You know, (laughs) we got a monsoon outside, man, with storms going on. But besides that, I mean, I think we're we're ahead above water.
1: I've survived cars (laughs) that are playing Pokemon Go in their cars. I'm walking down the streets. So I'm safe with that. So yeah, there we we're are. actually okay. I Think we're hanging in there, man.
0: So you know, not too bad on our end over here. So, but hey, man, we got- I forgot to include Coach. Yeah, of yes, Coach the I, Atlantic, I resonate, of the Atlantic of the
1: Atlantic Coast <laughs> High School Basketball Team and consultant <laughs> for the football. Yeah, consultant and, on the football team. Consultant <laughs> for the football team. My kids go to school at Atlantic Coast, and they have nothing but. Good things to say about Coach Ross. They say he's he's a great guy and everything. I said well, I could have told y'all that just from meeting him before when he played for the Jaguars. So uh, so it, it it's good that he's having a positive effect on on some of our children. And that's going that's going to be the first question I'm going to ask. How is it coaching and mentoring these these high school students, especially in this day and age where we got all this all this social social stuff going on and with all the shootings and everything that's happening in life. How is it that uh, that you're d- taking your role as coaching and mentoring uh, these high school students?
2: I, I really think that if a lot of these, and since we're going to the social part of it, if a lot of these politicians ever coached, <laughs> they would have a better grip on <laughs> things that are happening in our country because when you coach, there there is no... They, for instance, a football team, there's no particular race. you got kids of all different races, all different nationalities, all different backgrounds. And when you coach them, let's take football fences. And nobody cares about who's going to make the tackle. Just somebody has to get their head across the bow and go make the tackle. Exactly. I mean, nobody cares about who's catching and throwing the ball and all those different things. So it brings all different types of socioeconomic uh, kids together. And it's awesome being a coach because that's the one sanctuary that we still have in this country. I mean, things are changing. Uh, he, I mean, that, that coaching high school is changing, but being able to just to be able to mentor kids and talk to kids and get and listen to kids and, and and be a difference maker every day in those kids' lives because we spend more time with those those kids during the day than their parents do mm-hmm. and their siblings. So we're 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 that good good person to be in the eyes here, and they they won't remember. The math teacher, I can promise you that. <laughs> They're not going to remember what happened in English 3, <laughs> their junior year. But they'll they remember the practice times and the games and riding on the buses and sitting in the locker room and cracking jokes and coach yelling at a different kid and and, and picking up another kid. Those are the memories that will last forever for these these young men and women.
0: Now, how does it feel when you see some of your students that are going to college and, and they come back and visit you? How, how does that Resurrect with you when you see some of your, your past students come back in the past and just say, hey, and talk to you and let you know how they're doing with life. And, and it's funny you bring that up because I, me and one
2: of my assistant coaches, Cortez Riley, he played at UNL. Mm-hmm. And Charles McCoy, they, play, they both played at UNF my assistant coaches. And we were talking about that. We were like, do we have many kids come back? And that's the, that's the one thing that we're trying to do. And two weeks ago, we had um, seven other former players come back. Oh, wow. And they worked out with the current players and some of the younger kids, and they were in there mentoring them, telling them to go hard, and just different things like that. But afterwards, was the most rewarding part? Because they sat down, and they were we were all taking our shoes off, and they were all talking about old memories and different things that I had said and nice. the assistant coaches had said and, and just traveling. And those, that, that's the part that's the most rewarding to me. Yes, I want every kid to go to college. But being able to have those kids and know that I made a positive, uh, uh, positive, to set those kids in a positive direction and I made positive strides in their lives, that, that that's what it's all about. It's not about how many state championships, yes, I want to win. It's not about, you know, <laughs> how much money I make as a coach because we know Duval County coaches don't make any money. <laughs> We're poor. We're very poor. But, you know, just the smile on those guys' faces and see that they're becoming uh, positive men.
1: Nice. It, it, it's it's amazing, though, that when bad things do happen and stuff, sports is one of those things that kind of draws everybody together, especially Americans. Yes. We, we, we tend to – I always go back to September 11th when September 11th happened. The football games got canceled and everything like that. But that next week and the next time that they done done football games and everything, you could feel – the energy and you can feel everybody connecting together because sports is one of those sports is one. i tell i i say and it's not jokingly i'd I say sports is one of the great healers in america yes. it does things to i don't know what it does but it brings us all together no matter black white puerto rican spanish asian it, it brings us all together and it unites us in one front and it it's an ultimate healer, especially with just stuff that goes on. We always we always tend to go towards sports as one of those things that makes us feel happy.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, you you, you, you definitely got to do that, and and on a much a much I, I would never compare my my. You got to think about our armed forces, and you get yep. like you said, you get all those different backgrounds together, and they have one one common goal, which is to defend the Constitution of the United States and and defend our country. And they do a great job with it, but on a much, much, much smaller, smaller uh, uh, level, it's a lot of sports is the same thing. When it's not life and death, but those guys all get together and they come up with a, go- a common goal and it's to compete and to do their best and, and to come up with outcome is to win. But if you don't win, just to just to compete and give your all and shake hands at the end, and that's just I think that's just the American spirit that we all have. It just competition and competing against others
1: yeah i was in uh actually when 9-11 happened i was actually in the service at the time okay. i was i was in mcdill air force base and uh and it was in tampa so you had the buccaneers so okay. right after that happened we went to a buccaneer game right afterwards and they invited a bunch of us to go and it was free and we went and you could feel everybody from being Military, everybody—you could just feel the connection once you walked into the stadium. Everybody hugging each other, and it, it was. Sports is that one thing that draws America it does. together, especially Americans. America, it does. we love our sports. <laughs> that is one thing we definitely can say. We love our sports. You can love soccer and everything like that overseas, but when you come to America, you have so many different ones, and it draw it. it everything just makes. It's like sports is where you can go for four hours to a football game and forget yes. about everything else except yelling at the football game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And being a Jaguar fan, I've yelled at a bunch of football games, <laughs> especially lately. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> All
0: right, Coach, uh, I want to ask you this question here. Playing college football and basketball at a small school like Jacksonville University, uh, describe that experience for uh, for us and the listeners. Well, it was amazing because – when I was in high school, I, I, I
2: played football. I played football in my ninth grade and junior high okay. for five games. And I played basketball, 10th, 11th. In my 12th grade year, I had done. I did a lot of camps and basketball camps and anything. And my best friend talked me into playing football that um, fall. I said no. And then week, um, I think week four, he was like, "Just come out and play." And we were playing bowls the first game. Right. They were loaded, ranked in the state, in the nation, and everything. And I came out. and I had like twelve tackles and you know, <laughs> caught a touchdown pass, playing safety. I mean, it was oh, wow. it was a pretty awesome experience. But I, I really, I, I had I had more football teams after me than basketball. Wow. And, and yeah, it was, and it was late just off those few games. Uh, actually, UCF had even offered me preferred walk on. Wow. And, and before I signed with JU, Auburn got in the mix. Wow. Uh, asked me how, off, off of one film, they actually used two films. They watched they watched the first game I played against Bowles, and I think Sharon Dorsey, and they were loaded, Matt D'Orio, yep. they, they had a loaded team. And then we played. Where are they not loaded,
1: though? <laughs> when is Bowles just not loaded full of people? <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. They were loaded as usual. And then I played played as reball. I played safety we were both games we were outmatched at Jackson and I played in the yep. uh the reball game. They, had, they 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 were they probably had more guys go to college that year than Bowles believe it or not. Yep. So, the skilled uh, and I pleased with Bernice Coles and uh Ben Fleming, they they were loaded across the board. Yep. and and I was just all over the field. I mean, I had I had like five catches, at a safety position. I had like uh, an interception, a interception, like two or three pass breakups, and about eight tackles. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> and, and, my, and I didn't even know that my high school coach, one of my high school football coaches, was sending that film around. Oh wow! And nice. I'm like I'm like wow. These people contacted me. I only paid, like four or five games.
1: <laughs> He's like, I sent your film out. Don't worry
2: about. It. No. <laughs> he did and, and and but I did. Uh, being uh, getting back to your question, being at Ju. It was a blessing for me because I was able to play basketball, which was my first love. I, I, I didn't like football. I like watching it. Yeah. I like I like you know being around it. But football wasn't my first love. And it, it, it never was my first love until I started making money doing <laughs> it. <laughs> then I I'm loved being it. Honest. <laughs> 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 but at J, 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 J was such an awesome experience being in a small college and. And having a coaching staff that I had, that that I actually, my basketball coach started trying to push me towards football towards the end. He was like, You you know, you're not making the NBA. (laughs) My coach was awesome. He was honest. He was like, We probably can get you overseas. You can make a career, you know, going overseas, but you'll be a great, I mean, you got hands, you got size, you got speed. And, you know, I always like coach. I'm going to go overseas and make next <laughs> year, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year. And, uh, in six months, I'm going to come back and hang out and go do it again. I'm a hooper. But uh, but uh, I was telling a story on 1010 I was on the other day, and it was like yep. I, we, we were going to basketball practice, and I used to walk by those guys in the middle of JU called the Valley, and they didn't even have the practice area that they built there. They were just yep. in the middle of the Valley, the middle of Yeah, I know what campus. you're talking about. Yep. And everyone just walked past them like, Man, these little sorry dudes. <laughs> I was like, man, they gonna
1: get killed. Cause you gotta think, Cortez, J U doesn't have scholarship players. Everybody there was like, just come out and play on the team. Like if I went yep. to J U I walked, I could have went out there and played. Yep. Football with J U. Wow. And, and on our
2: on, on on that first inaugural team, I I was we had I was the only red shirt. Red shirt senior, actually. I wasn't a red shirt. I was. I was the only senior. Yep. And then I think we had one junior. And then we had a hundred and forty red shirt freshmen.
1: <laughs> wasn't the wasn't the quarterback for one of the JU teams? Didn't he play at First Coast?
2: Uh, I oh, he, well, I, I, I think he. Sorry, a, I think he was. I know Cooper's brother played at Fletcher. Yeah. But did we have a first – I'm not sure. Oh, yes, um, Talmadge um, – uh what's Talmadge? Talmadge Ford played at um, – Yep, he played at First Coast. He played at First Coast. T. Ford, yeah. I keep
1: I keep forgetting, though. Me and you are right around the same age. So it's oh. it, it's like uh, – yeah, I graduated First Coast in
2: 95. So, okay, so I was a year ahead of you. Yeah,
1: so you were a year ahead of me, and I always forget. I'm like – I forget that me and him are right around the same age, and so – I remember. Yeah, I, we both old. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> both old. Yeah, see, C Cortez, we're old. <laughs> but I, uh, like, I remember watching you play. I went to a, a few Ju games. I, I went to a few of them, especially when they were playing Florida. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I went to a few games. He was good. He, oh,
2: thank you, thank you. I was okay. I just was athletic. I never. I, I tell my son, I said, "Be able to better ball handling and shooter than me." <laughs> I was an athlete, but if, if I. To my life i had to make 10 3 and we're going to be we didn't run no bitch to me. Bro.
1: Hey, i i saw you dunk on somebody. And back yes, then back that then, was then it. back then when you dunk on somebody everybody goes that guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I saw him dunk on somebody so i was like, damn. Wow. I, I was good with that. Once I, once you see somebody dunk on somebody they're good forever in your eyes. So <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but yeah, um um now we're going to go ahead and go into your uh, your NFL experience, and uh, what was the one of the uh, biggest things you took away from your NFL experience besides the money that made you <laughs> fall in love with uh, with, with football?
2: <laughs> I, I, I tell you, the, the experience was it was so surreal until until I mean, when I first got in, it was like because most people don't know I played arena. I played arena. You that played first arena week. ball. Yep. Yeah, and I got hurt, and then got released. Then I came back the next year, and the late great Ron McCrone, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't, words can't describe how grateful I was for everything that he did for me because he personally called my uh, George Seaford, who was at the Carolina Panthers, got me my first workout. Uh-huh. He called, he called guys in Chicago. He called, he personally called Tom, and you know, just just to get his workout. So he got me a workout in Jacksonville. I can tell you. The whole being able to play at home and being one of the first people—I uh, mean, I was there before I was seen—and yep. you know, Fudge came around uh, came around later, but I was that first Jacksonville guy,
3: mm-hmm. and it
2: was—it was you know, it was hometown, and it had a lot of responsibility with it, but just just <laughs> just being around was awesome. And the funny part is, I didn't know football like everyone else. Like everyone else that played, Paul Warner for their – for four or five years, and then they played middle school, then they played high school, then they played college in <laughs> the pros. Yep. Well I played two years at Pop Warner when I was nine and ten, then I played four, what five, five more games when I was fourteen, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I was seventeen. <laughs> I played five more games, <laughs> and then when I'm twenty one, <laughs> I played a season. Yeah. So you know it's kind of fragmented. So just simple stuff being a receiver just. Just simple, uh, p- keep your chest over your toes and uh, staring down at your de- defender and hand placement on your releases and all that stuff. And the best experience I had was, and I, if you see me tweet, I I thank the world of Jimmy Smith. Yes, I, I, he he I, he. Yes, he's had his issues, and I tell everyone they were like, well, does that bother? You? I said no because he's he's my family, he's my brother. And if my family and so in my family was in the same situation, I'm just not going to discard them and, mm-hmm. you know, put them to the side. Because that dude taught me, him and Kenny McCarthy, they taught me everything it was from how to be dressed on the road, how to maintain, how to, after practice, make sure I, I was catching balls, make sure you're always improving, making sure you're always letting the coaches know that you're one of the first people out there working, from getting a the cold tub to how to run routes. And the greatest thing, greatest advice Jimmy ever gave me is when I, my rookie year, and we were, this is in training camp, and, this, and he said, Hey. I was probably there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I was only in training camp for a couple I wasn't even, it might have been two weeks, but Jimmy said, Hey, Micah, this is what I want you to do. Do everything that I do. And I'm like, That's it? <laughs> 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 and, he, and he said, The reason why. Because when Michael Irvin, when I was in Dallas, Michael Irvin and I guess Harper, those guys said, "Do everything that I do," and that was the advice. And I, I, I the way he ran his routes, I was trying to eat the same food Jimmy ate and Keenan ate. It was, it was everything. Wow. I, I tell, I tell kids now when I coach them, I'm like, dude, don't, don't, don't try to show me how much you know. Just do everything I tell you to do because. I'm telling you, with Jimmy Smith. Mm-hmm. I and mean, then I was fortunate when I played with the Chargers that my receiver coach was the great James Lofton.
3: Yep.
2: And he, I, 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 I love Coach Coffin. I love all my coaches. He is my best, my favorite all-time coach of any coach, any sport, anything. I mean, he, he was that good of a coach. And I tell him that every time. I every time I talk to him on the phone. Every time I get in touch with him, every time, you know I can, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, um, yeah, <laughs> to, I, I tell him that every time. And he, uh, unfortunately he should have been a head coach. And after he didn't get the Raiders' job, twice, he, he didn't want to do it anymore. And he's doing an awesome job. But, that, my, but, but that experience of being in the NFL and being around the Jags and being a hometown hero and just every day, it was just, it was just such a big blessing for me.
1: Yeah, I, I can only imagine what it was like to get advice from, uh, from uh, he was, Jimmy was, was uh, what a lot of people know about me, Jimmy was probably my all-time favorite Jaguar. Him and Fred Taylor run 1A and 1B to me as yep. my, my favorite Jaguars. So I can only imagine what it was like to get advice while you're on the field from Jimmy Smith. Because we all know he had his off the field issues and everything, but yes, on the he did. but on the field the man was smooth.
2: Yes, he was. He
1: he was just it was it was just smooth. And I get your thoughts on him, uh, when you heard that he was going into the uh the pride of the Jaguars. Did you uh, reach out to him and everything?
2: I, I did. But well, well the first thing is a couple of years ago we had alumni alumni weekend and Usually, what happens is on alumni weekend, the games that Sunday and Saturday night. Mr. Sha- uh, Shah Khan brings in everybody and some of the top brands, and they have a dinner and you know guys all hug around and you know and 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 have a little thing. And I was I was fortunate enough to be sitting at Mr. Khan's table, and I was like, Sir, no disrespect, it's <laughs> <laughs> your team. You give me great tickets and parking every game, but listen. I know Jimmy is had of stuff. And Jimmy wasn't there, and I said, but 82 has to be in the ring. He is the best. I said, he's the best Jag we've ever had. Yeah, And I, I'm, I, and I feel the same way you feel about Fred. Fred and Jimmy are like 1A and 1B, how good they were to me. Mm-hmm. Tennis, maybe I'm biased, but he was five-time All-Pro. You know, Pro Bowl, he was phenomenal to see the type of player he was and how he made a difference. And even my rookie year. And it was Mark was healthy, and it was Mark, and it was Jimmy and Keenan, and Fred had that year. Fred towards his um, quad, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. growing off the bone. Oh. And it was if Fred, if those three weren't playing well, especially Jimmy and Keenan, we didn't have a chance to win games. We ended up winning six and ten with the we we went six and ten that year with uh a, probably a. a, a a, a two and fifth, a two and fourteen type team, Wow. and we should have been way worse. And we, we ended up lost two games, but but back to those guys, man. Jimmy, I tell you, he he is the epitome of Jaguar football for me. Eighty two and twenty eight, and everything, everything just. I, and I told him, I said, I'm so happy for you, bro. It's like it's like me getting them because I I've been a fan, I, I, and I always they always joke because I tell him, I said. When Jaguars, the Jags first got the team, me and my brother were sitting on the couch in Eastside Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> jumping around saying we got an NFL team. I hit my head. <laughs> Don't I not think my- of that one. I was a Uber, <laughs> but I was like, and then I had a civic group that we were raising money. And during college, I worked. I worked in the uh, West Club. Yep,
1: concession. You know, yep. in,
2: in the West Club, yep. in the concession, and I walked down. And I, I was like, man, one day I'm to okay to in the stadium. So I, I said that but you know and and I, and I and they joke about it and say, Ross, you've done everything in this stadium possible. I'm like, Yep. <laughs> yep. I, play, I, I, played,
1: I played, I did concessions, I took your yes. ticket.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I did it all. So and it, I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for the world, the greatest experience ever. Nice. In
1: ninety in ninety three, uh when we announced the team that you mentioned, you said y'all were jumping around. I jumped so high, I hit my head on the ceiling fan at my house. <laughs> oh, wow. my, my, mind you, mind you, our only ceiling, our ceiling's only seven foot tall, and I'm six two, so it wasn't hard for me to jump up and hit the ceiling fan. But I nailed it, and my dad was like, "I don't think we're getting it." I'm like, "Dad, they just said we're getting it." He goes, "I don't believe they're getting it until that guy says we're getting it." And then when that guy says we got it, I was like, and then they ended up surprising me with season tickets. We had season tickets. We had season tickets for maybe the first fifteen years of the team. Wow. Then my mom and them had to give them up, but now I just go to the games whenever. Like, I get tickets all yeah. the time, yeah. I sat in the club seats for the uh, New York Giant game, where it was the alumni game. And okay. I, and right behind me was Kevin Hardy. K. Hardy. Yeah, right right, right next to me was Mike Hollis. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there going, I'm surrounded by all the old Jaguars.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I think that was the game you missed.
2: yeah. It, we they usually put us up in the terrace suites. Yeah. And I've I've got a little bougie so they put us in um, the club <laughs> seats. It's like, uh, I'm gonna stay home and watch it on T V
1: Have you sat have you gotten to go to the pools yet?
2: Yeah, we did a we did an event
1: there. I was like I couldn't I didn't get in. I kinda
2: saw everyone around. I was like, That'd probably be fun for the first twenty minutes and then after a while you <laughs> doing during the second quarter you're probably like, Can I draw off and go somewhere else
1: now? We went uh we uh me and my son got tickets to the first the Carolina game. Okay. In, in the pools. I actually won a dance competition at the Steelers preseason game. We're not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about it. but I I got him and I took him and that boy swam from eleven o'clock when we got there, got out at halftime to eat boiled shrimp, and then jumped back in the pool. He looked like an old person but those seats are amazing and yes. it, it, the things that they have done to that stadium now is just, it, it's phenomenal it's, yeah. it's phenomenal what they've done what, what Shad Khan has done with the Jaguar and the stadium and everything like that I'm glad Wayne Weaver actually sold it to him because he's done such a solid job with everything and he hired the right people around him to be able to do all this stuff
2: he, he's, he's been phenomenal. He's been he has been the best owner in the NFL since he's taken over. Yeah, from stadium to hiring everyone to the improvements to the locker room, second to none.
1: From letting you go on his yacht when y'all have y'all's, oh.
2: <laughs> you know, we like to hang out every now and then. That right? yacht,
1: <laughs> that yacht's amazing. I'm sorry, I, I, I I've heard stories of the yacht <laughs> of how, how nice it is, yes. and I, I, I'm like I'm like don't even talk to me about it. They ain't gonna ever let me go on it. <laughs> so I, I don't even want to hear about it. Nice. <laughs> but what we're going to do now is we're going to do some uh, rapid-fire questions just to kind of lighten the mood, even though it's pretty light right now. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we're just going to pick your brain about some stuff, and then we're, uh, we'll are we talk a little uh, little jags of what you think about them right now after we get done with this. So, Sounds good. Uh, Cortez, go ahead and start.
0: All right, let's go ahead, and we're going to go around and, and – um. Talk about our favorite NFL teams, and once you go first with your favorite NFL team, my favorite hometown, Jacks.
1: Exactly. <laughs> what do you think it was going to be?
0: Uh, bar none. <laughs> uh I know Kevin's obviously a Jags, and I'm I'm the uh, only one that different I'm, I'm a Broncos fan, so I've been a yeah. Broncos fan since uh, 1999.
1: He had a 99. good year last year, and we so, I had to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I and over. had a good year, <laughs> so
0: um, I'm, I'm I'm not one of them. Crazy fan, I'm not gonna put in your face that I won ties like that, but you know, for the, for the for the time being, I'm just like I'm on cloud nine right now. And, but <laughs> I am I, I am brought back down to earth because we got Mark Sanchez as a quarterback. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I'm hoping that we can kind of do a la Baltimore Ravens thing where we just have a great defense and a, a game manager quarterback, just kind of like just get us in field goal situations and Brandon McManus can
1: kick 50 yarders. Big and, difference, though. So they I'm, had I'm a guy. That. They had a guy called Jamal Lewis. Yeah, true. They made their money.
0: Well, we still got we still got some wideouts and some running backs. So our offense it's just our quarterback position is is a little bit suspect. Right? Yeah, and you're missing the big D-tackle t- t- also. Yes yeah.
1: yes. yeah. Thank you for him too. Yeah. By m- the Mr. Way. Mr. Jackson. Yeah, th- yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But no, But but uh, but coach, who was your favorite NFL team before we got the Jaguars? Uh, that's funny. I was a
2: big Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I cried. I cried for the Cowboys. Man, I cried when um, white Clark caught the ball. In the back was going to get the Cowboys. I, I was young. I was the youngest in my family. but Oh, those tears came.
3: And they <laughs> came
2: fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, because people ask me who I, I was a Cowboy fan. Before, I was like, you only got two games on TV back then. you got We, we got Dallas and we got Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going like Miami. Sorry. Yep. But Emmett Smith went to Dallas, so there was my Emmett was always my catalyst for oh, yeah. for liking football, and I followed Emmett right over into the Cowboys. Yep, I
0: was a
2: Cowboy fan. <laughs> see, look nice. at
1: that smart man.
0: All right, and I know this is your first love and basketball. You're, you're talking to the basketball guy right here, man. So I'm, I'm I'm actually intrigued to see who your favorite NBA team is. Oh gosh,
2: <laughs> well I'm. I, I, I... My my NBA team is the Lakers. Oh! <laughs> and, and, and this is a true story. I, I grew up loving, you know, my first love was Dr. J. Okay. And then, I, so I, I kind of watched Philly, and, you know, I like Philly, but then I, I never was a Bulls fan, but I loved Jordan. He was my favorite player, and and, and then I I hated the Lakers. I hated him with a passion. My brother loved him. And it was like, uh, I, I don't know what happened, but it was something happened. And it was like, Col- Kobe came. And I was like, oh, Kobe, you're the man. And it's like that love affair with Kobe Bryant just ruined the belt. I was like actually rooting for the Lakers and cheering for the Lakers and like winning t- titles with the Lakers. Yes, I was on the roster. And, um, <laughs> and I was doing all those things. And um. So the, but the Lakers are the ones. I, I want the Magic to win because they're closest to us, but definitely a Lakers
0: fan. Oh, there you go. Well, you just transitioned to my part. I'm actually a huge Magic fan, man. I'm a, I am grew up in Polk County, so I'm, I'm nearby there. So Okay. I, I, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I live and breathe Magic basketball. You can ask Kevin. That's all I watch. Um, oh, Lord. 82 games. I'm watching them. Like, I'm hard. And I kid them. you
1: not. 80. <laughs> no, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Was counting Summer League, <laughs> wow! he, he, he probably lying. watches 100-and-something Magic games. He's
0: not lying. I, I watch Summer League. I'm, I'm big into USA basketball. I'm, I'm all into it, man. And, and uh, you said the Lakers because my dad and my brother are huge Lakers fans, and um, I made this vow to myself. And I use the whole grudges, but I, I, to this day, I'm, I'm 31 years old and I hold this grudge against Shaq. Shaq left Orlando, and I told myself, wherever he won titles, I will not like that team. And uh, this would transition to Kevin's NBA team.
1: (laughs) Mine's the Heat. The uh, Heat? Yeah, oh yeah, well, they were the first team in Florida. Oh yeah, you're right. They were the first team to come up in Florida, so I'm like, I'm a Heat fan. And then the magic came the year after, but I was like, too late. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm I'm I, I'm a Heat fan, which, which we had our good years, but now it's starting to come back around, and and we don't want to talk about it. Well, he's
0: got three titles, so uh, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, but that, I'm that, still,
1: but, but <laughs> my heart aches. My heart aches this this <laughs> this off season. My heart my heart aches. Kevin so. is going
2: to I feel you.
1: So. <laughs> Funny part, we I was I was I was out. Today and the guy was talking about the Bulls probably getting DeMarcus Cousins or trying to get DeMarcus Cousins, and I was laughing about it. And he goes, he goes, we should have just kept Noah. And the guy goes, the guy goes, I'm a Bulls fan. Noah's too injury prone. I said, yet you got Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Wade in your backcourt now. <laughs>
2: right, right, right,
1: right. I'm like, what do you mean injury prone? <laughs> I'm like, son, I'm like, yeah, go, go home. I'm like, go home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, man, you're
0: you're talking to the basketball guy, so when we ever do some basketball podcasts, you're definitely more welcome to come back on and do that. No, he's
1: yelling at kids while he's coaching
0: Listen, that's my
2: first love. I, I tell those guys all the time, man. I was like, Don't let the NFL fool you, man. I was a hooper. Yeah. <laughs> I hooper <forever> now, man. <laughs> yeah. look- Not anymore, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh oh no, those days are long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. I, I that off. is crazy, man. I tell you what. All right, then we're gonna to go to the other uh, favorite. And,
1: well, uh, he already kind of—he already kind of, sort of answered this I one. I already kind of heard it, but let's let's hear it from his mouth. So. Uh, okay, your favorite wideouts in NFL history? Yeah, oh, 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 his favorite college team.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, on my favorite college team. Listen, I'm a Ju Dolphin. Yep, I, okay. I, I I, I'm, I'm Ju, bred Ju. I love my dolphin. But in major college, I'm gonna disappoint you, Kevin. But I
1: know you're gonna disappoint me. Me and you've already been at it with this. So
2: we... listen, I
0: I love that Garnet and Gold man. A... Oh.
1: Yeah. oh, he's he's an
0: FSU. Huh? Yeah, he know, he knows yes. me,
1: me and me and him, me and him had Twitter fun. Okay, yes. with, with the Listen, thing. my son, my son is such an
2: FSU fan that he he doesn't even like wearing his Ju shirts. He wants to wear his FSU. <laughs> <laughs> he cries. He cries too, man. If you guys can only see it, man. If you lose, like they lost last year, to, I guess the kick six against Georgia Tech. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh. oh my gosh! I look at him. am like, it's gonna be all right. It's
0: gonna be all right.
2: Here they come. Don't do it. Be, it no.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, they were coming. They were coming. Yeah, I'm. I'm also a Gator too. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got, you got and two Gators. See the difference? I like, I, I, I like Fred
2: Taylor. And Richey Caldwell was
1: one of my good buddies. Well, you had to. He was on your team. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, everybody knows my love for Florida. It 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 goes all the way down to my leg (laughs) tattoo. Yeah, my 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 love for the Gators it it runs it runs bar none above all else except my kids. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I feel
1: you except my well, kids uh, that's that's it
2: Well, the, f- the funny thing is about it me and my son are only two in my family that really like Florida State like every other my sisters and brothers they, they're Gator fans <laughs> my my brother has a Gator tag you know, <laughs> everything and my my nephew actually graduated from Florida three years ago so they're, they're Gator out
1: they're Gator <laughs> out <laughs> don't worry our family our family's kind of half and half so when we uh we uh we have something going on, and when that game comes on, uh, the family don't talk to each other. And then, right, but but our family is right after the game. Somebody will say something, and then it's dropped. Nobody ever, nobody ever holds anything. I think the only time I did anything really bad was when my cousin betrayed Florida and went to Florida State just because he went to a game with my uncle. Wow. He was a he, he was a Gator fan forever. Went to a game with my uncle, turned into an FSU fan right before wow. the Florida. Florida State game and it was in 1997 the Florida Florida State game where Fred went nuts on on Florida State in the Swamp and they switched quarterbacks and Florida ended up beating number one Florida State. So I, I bought a scorecard from the game because I went to the game and brought it back and it happened to be his birthday. So they're singing happy birthday to him and I come busting through my door The one half of the family that was Gator fans started cheering. I sit the scorecard in front of him and with a voice you cannot hear I went, happy birthday. <laughs>
0: that's great, man. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, my, my family is mostly Gators, so I don't have any problem. My uncle went to graduate from the University of Florida, so that's where my affiliation starts. Look, today. I
1: went two years, and I can't remember. So. <laughs> if that, if that tells you anything.
2: <laughs> well, neither one of them are the Harvard of the South JU, so oh no, it's
1: no. okay. There you go. <laughs> All right, I gotta ask another question though, real fast. What uh, what do you think about now that big budding rivalry that is that is going on between U N F and JU right now? Because it's really taken off in the last couple of years. It's really taken off to where it gets crowds of people that come to this basketball game.
2: It's it, it definitely. It's it's definitely a big rivalry, and we've turned into the. Little, I'm just gonna be honest. We've turned into the little brother. I mean, they the things they're doing, and it's, it should have been this way for a while. Ju will never be able to compete with UNF basketball wise, as long as long as long as UNF has that facility they have. You know the UNF arena, how big it is. is new. is more modern than Swisher, and and Ju has a. Um, what one fifth of the students that UNF mm-hmm. has?
1: Mm-hmm. The park, the parks down the road from my house are bigger than the gym at Swisher. It is it, it is, it is, and
2: we we've got these plans for these these plans and everything. And I'm like, it's never if it doesn't happen, Ju will never be able to recruit the type of kids that UNF because UNF is the class of the A son, and UNF are turning down kids that Ju are trying to get.
3: They're
2: like, and, and They're good, and they they're good, and they're going to have two pros. Like Bowe's gonna make yep. um, Brooklyn, and he's gonna he's gonna be a he's gonna be a seven eight year pro hopefully longer, and uh, Dallas Moore yep is yep. gonna get drafted I think in the first round I, I, I mean he was a he, he went to the camp and he was a second round slated that kid is that good yep I think he's gonna be a twenty twenty uh, late twenties not gonna be a lottery pick but he's gonna be somewhere in the twenties and that kid's gonna get drafted you know and, and and that just tells you how that program has stepped up. That being said, uh, they still have never been to the NCAA championship game. They still don't have the history and the prestige that the Jacksonville University has. And, and I just started going back to Artist Gilmore A-Train and we started talking about all the the D. Browns NBA slam dunk champion, and yep. Rex, late great Rex Morgan, mm-hmm. and yep. and Roger Strickland, and, and going back to back and playing UCLA, and and then talking about you know no uh, Otis Smith, how he was the general manager of the yep. Magic, and listen, oh don't bring
1: that up. No, I'm
2: just giving you <laughs> nightmares, we,
0: but we, I got respect they, for Otis Smith.
2: They, we, they, they've been they've taken care of business what they have have done the last two years those rosters, but. I do like what Coach, uh, Coach Tony Jacek is doing. And with the team he had last year, they, I saw them, and I was wondering how they were going to win games. And He brought them together, and they played hard. They competed. They knocked down shots. And he did an awesome job. But that rivalry, if Daniel gets to that on-campus arena, and like I
3: said,
2: yep. we don't need 6000 six thousand, ten 10000 and We can get somewhere around 3,000, 3,500 3, people yep. in a nice, tight, but modern facility. Uh, on campus, that that that'll make things a lot better.
1: Because I I kid you not, Cortez, you've never been to, to Swisher, but Swisher was like going into a high school gym that was built in the fifties. Yes, it's it's small, and you can fit like seven people in there. Like yes. it, it's it's when I say it's small, it is small. Yes, you, it is. You wonder why they never play Florida in there because they know how many people are going to come to the game. Have it at the arena. <laughs> yeah. They
2: they know the arena. They, like the old Coliseum. used to see about what ten thousand.
1: Yeah, yeah, right and around play,
2: there. We play Florida, and Florida will have sixty-five hundred fans until you have two thousand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. The last
1: game, the last game they did here, they uh, when they did it at the new arena, it was because uh, they only sold tickets for ten dollars. And it was when you get there, you could sit wherever you want. So me, my wife at the time, and and my son, we sat center court, <laughs> three rows up. <laughs> wow! And watched the basketball game for ten dollars with Ju in Florida. And it, it was, wow! It was fun. But Ju in Florida are going to play again this year at the arena too. So because Florida's moving a lot of games around because of the O'Connell Center going. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're playing a bunch of game. They're playing games in Jacksonville, Orlando, and uh, Tampa. And I, I know they're doing the Orange Bowl Classic again, but they're moving their games around at the beginning of the season because the O Dome's getting redone. Right. So right, Florida's right. going to have uh, Jacksonville's going to have like three or four games. Uh, Orlando's going to have like a couple of games. And so you're going to get we'll get a bunch of Florida games this year. That's going to be awesome.
2: That'd be an awesome opportunity for these high school coaches to get. Get their teams down there to see an SUC type caliber team and see the type players that those kids would never be. Oh my bad. I'm
0: sorry. sorry. All uh, your favorite wideouts, uh past and present. Um Wow.
2: I kinda got two favorite pass. Um uh, like I said, Jimmy, Jimmy and
3: Keenan—they,
2: they, they, they was Thunder and Lightning taught me everything. Mm-hmm. I, I know he—I can kind of use this one as a past and present because he hasn't officially retired, but we all know he'll never play again. But T.O. was one of my favorite guys. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: and and a lot of it because we were uh, like when I was in shape, we had a similar body, body style. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was like he, he was he was like same size. That big, fast guy, and he dropped balls, and I dropped balls, but he got more opportunities to catch the ball, and I didn't get those opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, he, he, would be, he would be my past, past and present, but now it's, it's oh, gosh, I, I don't want to be a homer, but I, and I like the Jags. Go ahead and problems. say it. I, well, R- Robinson is one of my favorites, and Hearns, Hearns has a special place. But that guy in Pittsburgh, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown. <laughs> yeah. I can watch him play all day, every day, running around, catching the ball with his hands, uh, getting yards after the catch, uh, continue like just playing through, taking hits, just being, just torting guys. Tough guy. The man. way he does when Ben is in the game is just amazing. How he can get open and get separation and catch the ball.
1: Yeah, he, he, he all of those guys you mentioned were special. All, all of them, do What do they call A-Rob now? Seventy-five, twenty-five. Yeah. Did you throw yep. it up? It ain't no more 50-50 balls. It's 75% of the time he's coming down with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what they renamed him. But, yeah, they, uh, those guys are special. Mine are, my favorites, past and present, past was always past was Jimmy Smith. And I will be a homer, that gummy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the past was always Jimmy Smith to me because he was always that one receiver. I, I, I liked Michael Irvin back when I was a Cowboy fan, but he wasn't even my favorite receiver that they had. I always liked Alvin Harper better. Alvin Harper. I always liked Alvin Harper better than I like I like Michael Irvin. People were like, why? I was like, because he's not an idiot. I was like, <laughs> Irvin, Michael just done stupid stuff most of the time and got himself in trouble. I was like, Alvin didn't do nothing.
2: The playmaker was, playmaker was a mess. I'll give him that.
1: Yes, he was. but uh, But present now... Alan Hearns is arguably one of my favorites just because of where he came from. Yes. And he yes. came out of nowhere to do it. And it, it it's one of those stories. The man just signed a 40 million dollar deal now because he played so well over, over 2 years that you didn't you didn't see it. I saw it coming cuz right. I drafted him in fantasy both years. So I was like <laughs> But he he he's arguably my favorite one right now. Another guy uh DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans. PC, he, yeah, he, he, he's special. You want to know why he's good? Because he can do it with that crap quarterbacks
0: that the <laughs> Texans have.
1: If you can do it with crap at quarterback, you're really good.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with um one of my favorite ones, of course, is Rod Smith. Yep, Rod Smith. He's always it. solid. Um, none of this needs to be said about Jerry Wright. That should be obvious. Everybody knew we ain't got to mention him, but, you know, we do need to mention him because everybody like uh, Jerry. Everybody likes Jerry, you know, so a couple of minds there present. Um, Unless you were a Cowboy fan. Then you did not like Jerry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as far as, um, and then also another one, I like Tim Brown, too. Tim Brown was one of my favorite ones, You though he, he played for Oakland. I like Tim Brown. <laughs> Tim, I, I Tim like, Brown I like Tim, Tim Brown, Brown was
1: real solid. Yeah. Uh, Steve Largent was another one yes. of my favorite ones. You want to know why? Because he was white. I'm just saying. Yeah. We didn't have many. Um
0: my my present now, um, I was gonna go with a white guy and Julian Edelman. There you go. That guy I, for his size and what he does, um, is amazing. It's great to watch him. Uh of course we all mentioned Antonio Brown who's all over the place like that. Yeah, that, that dude is just crazy. Um and that's that's and then also I like what Jackson's doing with, with uh Alan Robinson. He's he's been that boy's coming on, so uh, Mary's Thomas kind of fell off a little bit, so I'm hoping he'd pick it back up. But He so is he
1: always quarterback play. Yeah, quarterback.
0: quarterback play, but Mary's Thomas was uh, – um, he, he was beasting up a little bit. He got paid and kind of come down a little bit. But, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, with the quarterback play the way it is in Denver right now that he kind of just go to the ball and just catch and dominate. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's going to catch it off of Mark fumbling off of somebody. I'm telling but. you, man. Yeah, he's got to play –
0: it's, I'm sure there's a position where he's got to play cornerback, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm brutal on the quarterback picks up, you know. We, we let go of Brock and everything like that, so. But it's all good. We'll, we'll move forward towards that. Um, we'll go to the next round fire. This is going to be a good one, I know, as well as the uh, favorite NBA players, past and present. He's
1: already said one of them. I already we knew, already yeah, know he who one them going to
0: be. already know who one is going to
1: yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I, my past,
2: my all-time favorite, I'll just tell you this. I, my, 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 my youngest son is named Jordan Michael Ross. So ah, I can tell you that.
1: I wonder who his favorite was. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: so M, M, MJ was the man. And, and, you know, I was kind of a bandwagon. Dr. J, MJ, Kobe. But, but during that time, and you'll like this, my favorite guys all the time was Penny Hardaway. Oh! oh hey, ho, that. That's a good one. Penny yeah. Hardaway was the guy. Anthony Penny Hardaway, I still got, I still cut my, my, my goatee, (laughs) my little, little penny (laughs) and my mustache the same. You know, we're the same frat. I mean, everything is like Penny Hardaway, Penny Hardaway, (laughs) little penny. Like, I was playing in my fraternity and they called me little penny. It was Tyra Banks, fool. Did you get the air pennies growing up? Yes. Oh, (laughs) yes, 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 We broke contract with JU. We had Adidas contract and we refused to wear them and I, me and I would have have a pair of uh, Penny Hardaway's <laughs>
1: oh, and we man. lost our Adidas contract. <laughs> I, I, I would have too. I wouldn't have <laughs> wore Adidas either. <laughs> um, them black and blue ones though. were, ooh.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. those were the ones. Oof. I mean, my, my uh, past I had hers, a pair.
3: You yeah. mentioned it,
0: Penny Hardaway. My screensaver is, uh, it's been my phone screensaver for years. It's a, and it's got Penny and Trace McGrady. And it said, where's the, and then it's got the jersey number one happens and then summon the ball. So those, okay. those are uh, my two players. But outside the Magic, um, I definitely admire Charles Barkley, um, Tim Duncan, uh, some of the old players I like to watch. Just, just terrible. <laughs> you know, Charles <laughs> Barkley was just very PA, But for his size, it was just an inspiration what he's done and how physical he is. Um, yep. Joe Dumars. Or not Joe, du- I mean, I mean Isaiah Joe Thomas. Dumars. I, I mean Isaiah Thomas. I would have rather saying. you said Joe yeah. Dumars yeah. than yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah he- Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so uh present players, um I like Kevin Durant even though he, he he's going to O K C but I'm I'm intrigued with that but I, I really as I said i I'm, I'm rooting for them to fill at all costs. But um nonetheless I still like watching Kevin Durant play. Um uh Steph Curry, I'm sure we all agree on what he's doing with the ball. nah. The nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so I mean there's a few guys I'm kind of watching on there a little bit. It's, it's present, but honestly, I'm always more of a team guy. So I go and let you.
1: Um. I like. Well, back back when I started watching basketball, of course, me being of the persuasion that I am, <laughs> my my past guy was always Larry Bird. Nice. That was that was that was the guy. If you were us, we had him. And I was like, in everything you had, everything we did, like I'd go out in the backyard, and all I do was shoot jumpers. And they were like, "Why are you doing that?" I was like, "Cause Larry does it." And <laughs> Larry did it. I'm like, I'm like, that was that was my guy. But I always, I always like watching watching magic. Magic was one of my, yeah, one of the guys that I I enjoyed watching. Of course, Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael was always always one of my guys. One of my favorite ones. That, no one ever. John Stockton was always fun to me to watch. Yes. And. Um, Really, uh, uh and Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Pippen was Scotty Pippen with me was the perfect the perfect uh counter mm-hmm. to Michael Jordan. He he did he did everything he did a little bit of everything well. To where Mike done the one the Mike done almost everything well too, but Scotty really done everything well. Mm-hmm. And he was always one of my favorites and his shoes were always crazy. One with a big gigantic air on the side of him. Yeah. So, but I was a big me, like everybody else here. I was a huge Penny Hardaway fan, huge Penny Hardaway fan, and another guy I was a big fan of Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan yeah. of Tracy McGrady when he went to when he went to uh, Orlando and Vince Carter. Vince Carter, I've yeah. always been a big fan of Vince man, Carter just yeah. because of his last name. <laughs> <laughs> and I played and I played ball against him when I played it. it at First Coast, they actually came up to play us in a game, and they told me I had to guard him. And I told him I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure you got a couple of carders laying around somewhere. Oh yeah, they're they're,
1: <laughs> they're laying in there. But uh, <laughs> as far as present go, I know he left us, in, in my heart pains. But uh, Dwayne Wade, always one of my favorite players, and he's still gonna stay one of my favorite players no matter what. I, I always like Dwayne Wade. I'm a Kevin Durant. I like Kevin Durant. Everybody knows why I like Kevin Durant because all he does is shoot.
3: <laughs>
1: He's tall, skinny, and shoots. Matches me to a T. Except I'm not six <laughs> ten. If I would have made me six ten, I would have looked like Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> we been I like watching. I- Everybody knows who my favorite guy on the Warriors are. I, I like Steph. I mean, not Steph Curry. I like Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Clay's my That's favorite. Clay- Clay's yeah. my favorite guy on the Warriors, bar none. And plus, what he had to say. Yeah, hearing everything, it was amazing. Where he goes, not, I ain't changing shit. Yeah, he not oh. sacrificing anything. That's what he <laughs> exactly. said. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, well, I want say this is the good time where football is picking right back up. Luckily, we had
1: Pokemon to go, go to to stem the tide between basketball season and football season.
0: <laughs> All right, and this one for you uh, personally, uh, Mr. Ross, I'm, sport favorite sports moment that you was a part of.
2: Oh wow! Favorite sports moment? Oh, that, that's tough because. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's tough because I. And I, I was playing AAU. We won the national championship. And funny, Vince Carter was supposed to be on that team when we when we played for Nike Team Florida. But yeah, he went to band camp, so he didn't go. Come. <laughs> the true story. He went to band camp. In uh, this
1: one time at ban-
2: oh yes, wait, 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 wait. he went to band camp. We um, I did win a state championship. I mean, I guess playing in the NFL the first time I got the ball on the kickoff, which was my first play. I, oof, I, I would have, wow. I would I would probably say playing an NFL game and coming out for, for warm up and and my first play being able to get in the game, and they keep the ball off to me in a 29-yard return. and That had to be the moment of my life, of my sports career, where I, it was just truly just surreal just being on the NFL field when I was a, a basketball player. I
0: bet, I bet that was a feeling walking on the field like that for your first time, NFL game, and the goosebumps going up, the drillings going up.
1: That had to be like the feels for that He's probably undescribable, honestly.
3: Well,
1: as a, as a kid from Jacksonville, I can only imagine what it was like just to run out of the tunnel. Right.
2: Oh, my gosh. I, I, fortunate, we we played first game with Cincinnati. Yep. And then we played Cleveland the next week. And then I think we had another role game. We played Minnesota the week after
1: that. I think so.
2: Yeah, so we played, yeah, we played, and we won all three of those
1: games. Um,
2: the second uh, – Cincinnati we won. The second game was the Cleveland game. That was the infamous um, beer bottle game. The beer bottle game. That oh, was the beer bottle
1: game. Oh, hell yeah. I remember that game very, very vividly.
2: Yeah, that that was the beer bottle game. And then we came and um, – which was amazing, that game, because, you know, we won and Marcus Stroud was on the team. And he, he was one of the ones that got him riled up from the beginning. <laughs> like, I, after we got that stop. He start, He got on the bleacher and he's dancing and he's shaking and a couple of the guys are, are kind of getting into it and it was like a few bottles and stuff start coming and it was like more and more start coming and they're coming off the top bleacher. They hit people in the head. And this before the they field. did plastic
1: bottles, by the way. Oh man. Yes, they had
2: plastic. They, they were. You're, listen, we. It was funny now that we can look about it, but it was scary because I. You never see another NFL team back evacuate the whole field. Oh, man. A lot, a, a lot of people don't know this that the referees. It was it was 58 seconds left. And it was first down, and it was so crazy that the referees said they can't get control. Ball game's over, and that's when you see the videos of us running into the locker room, and like we're like ah, we're laughing, and guys are in the shower. I'll never forget. Mark is in the shower now. All you can only imagine after the game. They throw everything in piles, to pack, pack up to get on the airplane. Yep, and they've thrown all the everyone's naked and stuff. And the commissioner calls and says that we got to finish that NFL game. Oh man, <laughs> could you imagine that? So those guys are like getting out of the showers. <laughs> yep, and then you got to be you got to be in NFL rules, so you got you got to be in full uniform. So those guys had to find new. They had to find socks. Yep, and you, those guys are sweat for. <laughs> for three hours they've been sweating, so you're not putting on anybody else. So they had to get socks. <laughs> Mark found a pair of pants. Like he didn't put any jock, no nothing on. <laughs> he he, he, put his, he had to find his jersey. He had to do this for all and only people that went back out were the linemen. The, I mean, were the with the offense. Yep. with the 21 personnel, they go back out and they did all that and finally got dressed and they took two snaps. And Cleveland had to bring their defense out. Same thing. They take a snap, take a knee, take another snap, kick a knee. And they come back in, and we shower and we get out of there.
1: And they ran, <laughs> and they ran back in, like because yep. it was still it was still coming. When yep. they came back yep. out, it was still coming, and they ran back in. Everybody helmets, everything yep. just bolted. Yep. Like yep. and then after the game, it was it was kind of
2: crazy because you know we have a police escort, but it was nobody left. <laughs> they were waiting on us to come out, come from under the old Brown Stadium and. I mean, this is actually a new one, and we come out, and yeah. it was like they're hitting our boys with everything.
1: Them dang Jaguars,
2: too. So they were hitting, and they, and they were still in the playoff hunt. Yep. So, and then we, so we, we end up playing, and then we played, we, we played Minnesota. Another funny thing: the next game we played Minnesota, and that was the last game. That was um, Denny Green's last game. Last Minnesota. game, yeah. It, it was his, and we, 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 put, we beat them thirty-three to three. Then we come back. We came back, and we ended up losing to Kansas City. I had my first moment where, I, on my I think my fourth, my fourth kickoff return, I fumbled. Now that was my first home game. Now talking about surreal, coming out and I had, I had like forty-five family members. You know, I was a low-budget baller then. It was like, but you know, I'm getting those tickets. I'm, that I, I was Christmas for everyone, and they were they were sitting and they were all happy to see me, and everyone wanted tickets, and it was that first home game, and it was like. Being able to come out and 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 just
3: and this was a real
2: game. <laughs> this wasn't like a preseason game. Exactly. You know, this is this is real, and we end up losing. And uh, I had a kickoff return, and I fumbled. And Coughlin asked me, "Was I like, down?" And I was like, "Yes, I was down." And he throws the flag, and everyone starts, you know, the crowd's cheering like, "Yeah, yeah, go get the ball back!" And it made like super slow motion, and it was like there's one fraction of an inch. Yep. Where you can see like the grass and it falls, wiggles out a little bit. And we lose the challenge, and you know, he didn't put me back in that. that and, then his, and, returner. and then
1: his, and his family to took the jerseys off. I thought it was
2: going to be cut. And then, but my last game of my rookie year, we actually had to do the makeup game because that was 2011. Yep, yep. I mean, I mean, 2001, yep. 2001, and that was the makeup game. We played the Bears and and you know the bears were really, really good that oh, year. Oh yeah, they were. So so but yeah, it was surreal. That that had to be the moment for me.
1: Nice. Yeah, after he fumbled though, his family took the jerseys off and were like they were like, Are y'all his family? No, no,
2: no, no. Nah, they were okay. They were okay when they got money from me. Exactly. <laughs> they were like,
1: Hey, we good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh now we're gonna kinda we we kinda got through all that and everything. Now we are just gonna uh Get your thoughts on uh what do you think about the Jaguars right now since this is up mine and your alley. Cortez probably going to sit this one out. <laughs> even though he's been to a lot of Jaguar games. But uh it, me and you can talk about the uh Jaguars uh how do you think of the moves they made so far and uh, uh what they done in the off season and you think uh what do you think kind of the records going to be this year? I
2: mean, first of all, it, it it's been a storybook uh, beginning so far, and we talked about the stadium and all the improvements and how Mr. Khan has done such an awesome job, and everyone in the organization is doing a great job, but the the team that they've built this year is the first time in a long time being in a city where you're like, they should be able to not only to compete with every team they go out and play against, but they should be able to win a lot of ball games. Mm-hmm. And you just feel that way, and yes, they, yes, they are young, but Offensively, when you break it down, it all—it's all going to depend on how Blake Bortles plays this year mm-hmm. and how his maturation and how he develops into not just a pretty good quarterback. And if he can turn into somewhere near top five, ten type, he—he he doesn't have to be, you know, Brady. He yeah. doesn't have to be that guy this year. But if he can get in the top ten of quarterbacks and being consistent and ter- take, uh taking care of the football and not making turnovers. With the weapons he has around him for the first time, I just believe the sky's the limit. They, they have receivers. They got young receivers. They got they got old, uh, old receivers that, uh, that uh, we call these Robinson. Those guys old now. They've been the league <laughs> three years, years. They're old. Yeah, they're old. You, know, you got you got guys all over. You got running back T.J. Yeldon. You acquired um, Chris Ivory. Uh, the line is the line is still it still has to be proven. Uh, you, you hope Joku can. Rapidly improve this year and get. He, he doesn't have to play at a Pro Bowl level. You just need him to be a consistent starter who's not being a turnstile.
1: And he's playing a lot of uh, guard right now in uh, in training camp. They got right. be, yeah, they got Beacham on the outside and tackle, and they got uh, Jokos doing a lot of work at guard. Okay,
2: yeah, which he, which, which will probably be good for him. Yep. It'll, it'll it'll probably if he can if you can grab a hold of that, you'll play eight nine more years at yep. guard and. Know, and make good, you know, make it even more for himself. But de- de- defensively, there, I-, I won't use the word loaded, but they were so fortunate to be able to get a first round pick in Jalen Ramsey and then get a first round pick in Miles Jack yeah. and get another first round pick in Dante Fowler all in the same year. And, and, and I know we Dante Fowler was here last year, he was injured, but. You know he's the rookie this year. This is going to be his first year. It's like you've had three first round draft picks, yep. and you got Jackson, and you got Prince Mukamore, and you got you know uh, all the other. Gibson. You got the yep. safety from um from Cleveland. Yeah, Gibson, yep. Gibson, and and I've been hearing rave reviews about him. Yeah, and they said
1: he's been. A, he, I've watched him a few times, and he's been a ball yeah, hawk. Right. they finally <laughs> got that guy that can cover one side and go all the way over to the other.
2: Yes, and and that's what you need, and. Listen, they're not—they're
1: not a lot of holes. They got speed
2: and and, and they got strength. Now it's going to be able to make winning plays when they need them and, yeah. and not get down early in games. But I, my prediction—we talked about predictions. I—I I seriously think that they should go ten and six this year. Yes,
1: that's that's what I've been saying the whole time. I was going around that that nine and that nine and eight uh, nine and seven mark ten and six there for a little bit I said they should definitely push for the division with how with how weak the division is especially at the quarterback spot you got one guy coming off of injury and luck and then you got uh, uh and then you got Brock Osweiler who really to me is still unproven we really have we really have it's funny now and you got Marcus Mariota and you can look at it and go well the Jaguars may have the best the most solid stable quarterback. In the whole division right now in Bortles. But he definitely does need to calm down on those, on those pick sixes. Yes, and turn over. does. And turn over. There's some times where I don't mind him being a gunslinger. But, damn it, man, don't throw that out route and watch it come back the other way every single time. It, oh.
3: Yep, 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 yep. It's the I, same
1: I out know. route every single time, and he throws it every single time, and they bring it right back. And I'm like, it's the same throw. Stop throwing it. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, you know, if he can work on that and just taking care of the football, you know, he, w- w- the, the Jags should be able to win. Now, that schedule is brutal. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's brutal, but they, they have one of the best – on roster, on paper, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL right now, in my opinion. So, yeah, the de- they should be able to win some games this year.
1: The defensive side of the ball alone, I've, I sit there and watch, and we're actually – what they were talking about, they're going to actually have to cut a lot of good defensive linemen. Yep. Yep. To make room for all these guys, Sheldon Day has been looking phenomenal. phenomenal. He's, he's he's looked crazy. At how good Sheldon Day has looked, and we got him where like in the fifth round. Yep. And 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 and, and Senderek is coming back from his injury, and you still got guys that have been around here forever that are in jeopardy of losing a spot because they're that deep at the defensive line. Yeah, linebacker was still thin. Yeah. Yep. Linebacker was still thin, but. Defensive line, gee, hold the door. You've got it, it, it's crazy, the amount yeah. of talent they got on that defensive line. <laughs>
2: yeah, and that's going to be a big spot because if the defensive line is playing the way we hope they will and we expect them to, that's going to take a lot of pressure off those linebackers and that secondary, and that's going to allow them to make plays. That's that's what the key key to the defense is going to be the defensive line.
1: Yeah, and they and they they're looking good so far. And Yannick uh, Ngakwe. Is, he he's he's fast somebody was like he can't stop the run we don't need him to stop the run <laughs> we got 4000 other people that are going to be on the field when it's time to run the ball his yes. job is to get that guy yes i yes, don't care yes. i don't care if he's out he don't need to be out there for running play just go get that guy that's yep. all i want him to yep. do <laughs> yeah but he's been he's he's had flashes and he made he went by Jokel so fast Jokel was looked like he was standing still And he was already around him, which most of the time, Joko does look like he's standing still. I'm not being mean. I'm just being honest.
3: (laughs) It (laughs) is what it is. It It is.
1: is Exactly. He looks like, most of the time, he looks like a human turnstile. And I'm just being honest. He needs it. And maybe, hopefully, the move, if he does play guard, hopefully that move to guard does him a lot of well.
0: Yep. Hopefully it makes the team better.
1: Yep. Definitely.
0: All right. I'm going to transition to one last question here because we're pushing out an hour. I was going to have some other content, but, you know, we're just going to do this little one fun topic here. So, uh, the Vikings uh, have a Prince tribute in their summer playbook. At their training camp, they heard Teddy Bridgewater doing uh, an audible saying, yelling, purple rain, purple
1: rain. That means they handed the ball off.
0: (laughs) So, um, my question to you there, Mr. Ross, name some of your favorite Prince songs. Um, Rest in peace, Prince. And I want to want to get some of your opinion there since uh, this this is fitting. I thought this would be a good question to end it on. Huh? <laughs> oh
2: man, well, got to be raspberry. Okay. <laughs> it's got to be one of them. Yeah. When Doves cry. That's a good track. Uh, well, don't cry, but my my um. Oh man, what's the one song? Uh, the one where he talks about you don't have to watch Dynasty. Uh, you don't have
1: to be his, rich. His
2: Oh, yeah. oh, that one? Yeah
1: that's, the one.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's the one. Oh, Kiss. 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 Yeah, Kiss. kiss. That, that, that's the one. That's the one where he hits the different pitches, and he's already ran to like the, like, he has the perm and the little, <laughs> the little <laughs> young, <laughs> capri pants, type bubble pants and the boots, and, you know, he's dancing and he's singing. But, you know, that's that moment where Game. Kiss it has to be the one where he just gets into it, and, you know, that, that probably is my favorite.
1: Game. <laughs> Blouses. Did you hear? They actually said that story is exactly true. There was somebody else that came to verify that story is exactly true, and that is the exactly the way it happened. They oh, even wow. gave him pancakes afterwards.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that skit there. And then he ended up making a song after that skit called Breakfast Can't Wait," and they used the Dave Chappelle as the uh, single cover, holding a plate of pancakes. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good song. Um, what, what are some of your favorite
1: Prince songs? Of course, "Sexy Mother" effort. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was that was one of my favorite one. Uh, uh, no one's going to remember this one, but the Bat Dance from bat uh, dance. from the first movie from the first Batman movie. Phenomenal. Yes. loved yeah. it, loved it, loved it. Uh, Diamonds and pearls.
2: Diamonds uh, and pearls, pearls. Yes. And you already one.
1: said hey, a cream. Of course, cream. Yes. Even though I had no clue what it meant back then. <laughs> <laughs> back then, I had no clue what it meant. But that 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 song was great, and uh, like, let's go crazy. Yeah. Although you got the look, mm-hmm. she's oh, wow. got the look. I, I, he had so many that were, of course, 1999. 1999. Yeah, 1999. That was done in
3: 1983.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, wow. It, it, it was. It, he had so many good songs, and, and 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 we we they said all the ones that they found were just him covering other songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I would like to hear some of his covers from some of these other songs. They're probably a lot better. Oh yeah,
0: mm-hmm. probably. Um, yeah, I got a I got to go with the nineteen ninety nine track. Um, the guitar that one is pretty good one where you lie, baby, I love you, but I love my guitar more. That's <laughs> that's that's the track I like that.
1: Um, of course, Party Man from Batman too. Yes. That
0: one was a good one. And then, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just a big fan of the, the Purple Rain movie, and I love when he sang the song and
1: Purple the girls coming Rain. out.
0: and I just, I love that. And then, he, when he did it for the Super Bowl 2, ah, uh, that's that in goosebumps down my spine. So, Purple. Um, Rain. Prince, I know you're jamming out in heaven, and, and uh, rest in peace. And I'm pretty sure you'll be hearing Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater audibly. Purple rain all over the place. Purple rain, <laughs> which, like Kevin said, is probably Adrian Peterson play.
1: Hand it off, Adrian Peterson play. Hand it off. Although they did get the uh, uh Treadwell from Old Miss. So yeah. They got they got some wide receivers and Stephon Diggs. So yeah. They got, Steph- they got some wide receivers up there. They'll be able to throw the ball to. Thought, but Teddy, I, I'm not sold on Teddy yet. No. That's just me. They got a good defense and they got Adrian Peterson. That's just me. But we'll get to see them. Yeah. And Coach will be at the game. I will be.
2: I'll be in the territory enjoying myself. In the territory.
1: You can't invite people you know. You're Just saying. Just, just saying. <laughs> will do. <laughs> just I, That's the one place I haven't sat yet.
2: Let's, I always tell people that's like if you've seen the Titanic when they're underneath and how it's kind of like crazy and then you go yeah. upstairs and <laughs> <laughs> and they were eating it. <laughs> it's kind of like the blood zone
1: is downstairs and the terrace. Is, it's kind of
2: like here in the
3: Titanic.
1: He said the blood zone is a boiler room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is great, man. Well, um. Coach, listen. it has been a pleasure having you on. We definitely have to do this again. And, uh. We'll, we'll, we'll have you on anytime Anytime you want to come on just give us a shout out or let me know on Twitter and we'll we'll have you on anytime you want to come on this this was fun
2: my pleasure definitely and I enjoyed it you guys I can't wait to get back on
0: definitely stay tuned all right well make sure y'all stay tuned with me and Kevin throughout the week uh, I know like you said this is well we kinda got on early with we but we had a special occasion, a special just join us. Hey, so. this
1: is football season two, so we're gonna have two a week. Yeah, so, so like it or
0: not. It's gonna pick <laughs> up so uh, you can follow the podcast page and go to at Boss Court. Uh, you can find me at in the minor CP. I'm
1: at Kevin C twenty four fifteen.
0: Coach Ross, you got a Twitter? Yes, Michael Ross. Awesome. <laughs> so you can get him there and, and uh, you know comment on him and join the show is, like I said a pleasure to have him. If you want to get the podcast content elsewhere, you go to our Podomatic page, go to inthematicep.podomatic.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Windows, Google Play, and many other sites as well that we have the podcast on. So nonetheless, like I said, was a pleasure having Mr. Ross on. Um, but this is, uh, we're going to go ahead and close it out here and speaking for Kevin Carter, um, this is Cortez Paul. Once again, we like to thank Mr. Ross for coming on the show. And uh, we'll have you, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful evening. Take care that you listen to the Balls Not Court podcast.